0: Ireland's Classic Hits Radio it's Trina Murray here and Roisin O'Loughlin is with us from the Fertility HQ And looking at your Instagram page uh, some great content going up there Roisin so thanks for coming on today Thanks so much for having me on the show today, Trina. So I guess I want to talk about fertility overall. And um, we've had a few questions in from some listeners. So you might be able to to answer these questions for us today. So first of all, I guess, is there a test that you can have done to check your fertility?
1: There definitely is some tests that we can do to check in on fertility. And I suppose the, the first kind of initial kind of screening test that I would recommend would be for a female and that's checking in on your foundational fertility markers and um, we test for these at the fertility HQ we are an at-home screening test and um, that you can do from the comfort of your own home and we check a battery of seven hormones that are crucial to um, a woman's fertility the most important one would be your AMH which is looking at your ovarian reserve or your egg count and the second one that I feel is very important um, is your thyroid function. So thyroid function is very important as an abnormal thyroid function can be a reason why a woman may have difficulty getting pregnant or may be experiencing pregnancy loss.
0: Okay.
1: There are also other tests that we can do uh, from a female perspective, which would include ultrasounds, and having a camera test looking into the tubes to see if there's any blockages. And from a male perspective, a semen analysis would be kind of the initial kind of screening test as well for men.
0: And is there a period of time that you'd need to be maybe trying to have a baby before you'd look into getting this test done?
1: So it depends on your age. Um, the younger you are, the more time you have before you think about seeking help when trying to conceive. But I suppose if we take um, I suppose a typical woman in Ireland 30 to 40 is the average age of a first time mom in Ireland of 32. So a woman in her early 30s, if she's been trying to get pregnant for nine months or more, then we would recommend seeking help, attending your GP or maybe getting your blood test checked with us at the Fertility HQ. If you are a woman over the age of 35, we would recommend seeking help after six months of trying to get pregnant.
0: So time is really of the essence, isn't it? Time is of the essence
1: and I think you know it can get quite frustrating a fertility journey as well you know the longer you're trying and each month nothing is happening I think it becomes very frustrating and adds to the stress I suppose of the pregnancy journey or the fertility journey so seeking help early is crucial especially if there is a problem that is easy to solve it will just prevent I suppose undue stress for the couple
0: So when you say they're a problem that's easy to solve, what kinds of things might crop up that are easy to to sort out? Um, I mentioned
1: thyroid function earlier. So if a woman has an underactive thyroid, um, this can impact on her fertility and it's very easily treatable with a medication called Troxin. Um, which is essentially replacing the pyroxene that's missing in the body. The test can also help identify if a woman may have polycystic ovarian syndrome, and that is a very common reproductive health problem for women worldwide and in Ireland. And the test can help pinpoint that and hopefully make it easier for women to manage that condition and identify their most fertile window. Is there anything else that a GP could prescribe that would help conceive? Yeah, I always think about fertility like you would any other medical condition. So first of all, we start off with lifestyle factors. And the best advice I can give is to adhere to a Mediterranean diet. So plenty of fresh fruit, vegetables, lean meat, things like chicken, turkey, fish. Limiting smoking, if you're a smoker, limiting your alcohol, limiting your stress as best possible, which I know is quite difficult. Optimizing your weight is really important as well. So having um, a normal BMI can really help when you're trying to get pregnant. They'd be kind of some of the key factors. And the second thing then would be to help boost your fertility would be supplementation. So a preconception supplementation for both men and women is recommended. There is lots available on the market, but This was a nice brand that is Irish made of Proceive. And they also have um, two different ranges. So they have um, a range for if couples who are that bit older, who may be trying to get pregnant for longer. They have kind of a more max kind of version. And then there is lots of other supplements on the range that can help boost fertility for men and women. So one example would be um, coenzyme Q10, which is anti-inflammatory and it can also improve egg and sperm quality. So that's just a few bits and pieces, I suppose. And it really does come back to kind of lifestyle and optimising egg and sperm quality.
0: This is a real kind of mind. Uh, you would think at our age that everybody would know when is the fertile window? What days does that happen? And I swear to God, Roshan, when I'm talking to all my friends, nobody seems to really know. And everyone says, God, it's a miracle we ever had any babies. Oh, so what are the fertile days?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You hit the nail on the head there, Trina, with regards to us not having the knowledge. And I suppose that's the reason why I set up the Fertility HQ was to empower women and to provide them with knowledge and promote awareness around fertility. So in a typical 28-day cycle, um, we normally ovulate at around day 14 or kind of mid-cycle. And that's when your chances to get pregnant. But sperm can live in the female reproductive tract for up to five days, so hence your fertile window is around six days. Now, unfortunately, not every woman's cycle is 28 days. With polycystic ovarian syndrome, a cycle can be extremely long, and that's where it becomes difficult to pinpoint when a fertile window might be. Right. So using apps such as Flow is, is a good one I do recommend that to patients as well just to start tracking your menstrual cycle so it becomes easier for you to know when potentially your fertile window might be.
0: And Roshi tell me this much, are people more fertile after giving birth, straight after giving birth in, in that uh, the few months afterwards? This is
1: actually an interesting question and um, I suppose women who are breastfeeding anecdotally when they start the weaning process a weaning baby onto um solids that actually can be the most fertile time for a woman but it's actually anecdotal kind of evidence and so that's maybe kind of where the Irish twins kind of comes about there's no kind of fast there's no kind of evidence-based medicine to kind of say that a woman is most fertile around that time but anecdotally that appears to be true but a woman's cycle when they're breastfeeding you know they're um they're they're mainly not having periods unless they're breastfeeding exclusively. So, once a woman's cycle kicks back into action after having a baby, then theoretically they're at risk of pregnancy
0: at any time after that. Just going back briefly to the testing that you mentioned at the start of our, of our chat here about you know the, the different tests that you can have done. Um, are they invasive at all or is it just a, a blood test or something? So the foundational fertility markers that I
1: would recommend and that we do at the Fertility HQ, are, our test is an at-home screening test. So it's literally a finger prick blood sample or a capillary blood sample which is really easy to take so it's not invasive it's actually very minimally invasive and very easy to do. When it comes to more fertility investigations such as like an ultrasound or that uh, test that I mentioned a pingogram to check for any blockages in your fallopian tubes that is a little bit more invasive but I think you have to start somewhere on the fertility journey and if you're just curious about your fertility health or have just started maybe trying to get pregnant, then just checking out your foundational fertility markers would be a good place to start and Mm -hmm. an easy test that's minimally invasive.
0: So what do you do? Do you post that back to you to get it checked? Or or what what happens next after you do the test at home?
1: Yeah, so after you do the test at home, it's posted free of charge to our sister lab. And I receive the results from the lab. And then we do a unique fertility personalised profile for you with an in-depth insight into your hormones, all in layman terms. And then you do have the option, if you do wish to have a virtual consultation to take a deep dive into the results, you have the option of doing that also. Okay. And can I ask him which that at-home test is? So we have two different tests. Um, So if you are not taking any contraception, um, we can do the full battery of tests and that cost is €150. If you are taking contraception, you do a more limited battery of tests. And that test is ninety nine euro.
0: I don't know why I expect you to say an awful lot more than that. So it's quite yeah. Gorgeous, just to mention it? Our, yeah, it is
1: very good. And to mention our tests are covered under health insurance as well, so that's an added bonus. But Ooh. you know, it's yeah. it's not an expensive test to do to get quite a bit of information around your fertility.
0: Yeah, and quick enough is it to get the results back?
1: Yes. So we normally have the results back
0: within 10 working days to the client. Do you think that infertility is becoming more common? Because sometimes you hear people saying, oh, it's because we're on our phones or it's people come up with reasons why. I think it's just we're talking about it now, isn't it? That's exactly it. And like infertility
1: is multifactorial. It's with some of the lifestyle factors of as couples are having children at a later time. So people are prioritizing their careers, they're prioritizing getting on the property ladder. And then they kind of get to, I suppose, the age of 38, 39, 40, and they realize, oh, I never thought about this. Mm. So it's more kind of a reactive approach to fertility rather than a proactive approach. So I wouldn't say that infertility is more common but we just have more of awareness around fertility and as you say the conversation has really opened up with social media yeah. um, lots of celebrities are talking about um, infertility or fertility and we know that primary infertility where a couple have never had children before this affects one in six couples but secondary infertility where a couple may have had a child or maybe a second child already um, that's also very common so it's it's uh, one in six couples and a lot of the reasoning for that is, as I mentioned, just couples are having children later. And we know that over the age of 35 for females, our egg count and our egg quality is deteriorating. So that's a big factor. And the average age of the menopause is 51. So, you know, if, if we look at a graph, over the age of 35, that fertility rate is taking a steep decline. So it's important really that we do have an awareness around our fertility. And, you know, if we're thinking about having our family later in life, that we would maybe look at other options, maybe like egg freezing to help preserve our fertility.
0: That's a great option now. And actually, if only, you know, women who are in their 40s and 50s now had known about that years ago. I mean, it was a very, very American thing, wasn't it, for a long time? Egg freezing, who does that? And now we're hearing about it all the time. That's it, exactly. It's becoming really, really popular. And
1: I think celebrities such as Joanne McNally, who called egg freezing Botox uh, for your womb, you know, has has created kind of, I suppose, a little bit of hype around egg freezing. Now, unfortunately, it is expensive. It is covered under some health insurance policies. as is partially covered, which is helpful. But... It is a big undertaking and there is a, a financial implication to egg freezing as well. So like it is unfortunately still very much a luxury item for a lot of women in Ireland. And on you know, and the same as I suppose any fertility assistance, even though we do have state funded IVF, it is quite limited at the moment and the criteria are quite strict. So for a lot of couples they don't fall into that strict criteria mm. and um, you know, it is an, it's an expensive journey. And also, obviously, all the other implications of that journey as well from an emotional and from a physical perspective. So it's definitely food for thought.
0: Super, Roisin. So I really think you're probably telling women if they're considering having a baby, don't put it off. Just get to it if you can, if you can get to it. they that, can't turn back exactly. time, unfortunately, yeah.
1: You can turn back time and I think, you know, it is really, really important that we do encourage a proactive approach around fertility because knowledge is power. And it's really important that we know our bodies, understand our bodies so that we can better plan a fertility future for ourselves.
0: Uh, Roisin O'Loughlin there from the Fertility HQ and you can look on their Instagram and get all the information there. Every day I seem to get learn something new from the page. A great follow, so do have a look there. And uh, Roisin, thanks so much for coming on the show.
1: Thanks so much, Trina.
0: It's Ireland's Class Kids Radio.